teaching health. I fuck with Rick Ross, cause he teaching wealth. Dropped out of school, I'ma teach myself. Made my first meal on my own, I don't need your help. All black time for What's up, y'all? This is Desmond. And it's your boy Michael. And this is Channel Noir. Yes, there. The channel for your listening pleasure. Um, we are two black men at Kansas State University looking to talk about different culture, different things we see in our lives on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, we're actually here for our second episode. Like, this is crazy. It's something that like we've been talking about forever. Yeah, for sure. And to actually see it, uh, to actually hear it, um, to get feedback and all that kind of stuff is absolutely crazy to think about. But before we like just super dive into this episode, um, from the title of this episode, you guys would know, but we're going to give you a few trigger warnings. We are going to talk about death. We are going to talk about, it's going to be raw, almost unfiltered emotions. So you may get some, some curse words and some other emotions. This is a lot more less planned out. Yeah. Uh, we're just, it's been a rough couple of days. Rough week for us, so I don't know. Just Hope bear with us. Yeah, stay with us. Stay with, bear us. with us. Bear with us. So how you feeling, Desmond? Man, let me tell you. Yesterday, we lost a legend, an icon, a man who was about his business, mm-hmm. the king, the great, the one and only Nipsey Hussle. I don't know how to feel. It's I rough. do know how to feel. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. I I should be more sad than I am. But I'm just super pissed at this point, honestly. Because I think, to me, I think the anger comes from, like, not knowing what to do, right? Yeah. Like, this man, like, for me, so, Nipsey, like, when he, like, this last summer, um, I've been knew who he was, but I really got into his music this summer because I was in Kenya, and this is, like, one of the only albums I, like, I just downloaded, right? Mm-hmm. And so, this is all I was listening to, so I really kind of, I really had time to digest his music, but it's like when this man was doing so much for the community, when this man was doing so much to like just shed light on different issues and things like that. And you, then instantly when he passed, you hear all of these conspiracy theories yeah. from the government and from yeah. just people just thinking and trying to digest and cope. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as a, as a, as a man, as a human, it's hard to like, it's hard to mourn, I guess. Right. It's yeah. like, it's hard to to know how to feel when you have so many people telling you how to feel, and it's hard to like digest um, mm, this information. Yeah. So those who don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know, but yesterday, March thirty first, <sighs> Nipsey Hussle was shot in front of his Crenshaw clothing store that he created, and not only he was shot, but two other people were shot as well. Nipsey was the only one that was pronounced dead. Um, allegedly, six times. he was shot six times, five in the body, one to the head. Uh, I've also heard that his daughter was there. I'm actually not, I haven't technically been confirmed on that, but I heard his daughter was there with him as well. Everyone is in shambles right now. I'm still in shambles, still processing it. Yeah. And there's, there's a couple things that piss you off, what piss me off specifically about this entire situation, right? Also, uh, reportedly, that Nipsey was scheduled to meet with the L.A. police commissioner tomorrow. Mm-hmm. His name is Steve uh, Soberoff and LAPD Chief Moore. And he was supposed to uh, schedule to meet with them on April 1st, of course, a day after he was shot and killed. 
he was supposed to discuss with them ways to stop gang violence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ways to stop gang violence. And I'm, I hate, I always hate when someone dies to go to conspiracy theories. Because mm-hmm. then you take away from the death. Like You, you do. You take do. away from the moment. But when you're trying to fit, piece together why someone died, it's hard not to come up with these reasons or again to theorize why someone might have died or what happened to the certain person mm-hmm. especially someone who out of the entire group of rappers the entire plethora of rappers out here was arguably doing activism out of everybody mm-hmm. even uh, even like a Jay-Z in a way right mm-hmm. So Nipsey, of course, doesn't have much money as Jay-Z. Jay-Z does a lot of things. But Nipsey was doing things that Jay-Z didn't do, too. Nipsey was out here teaching kids how to code. Mm-hmm. He was out here teaching black people about financial freedom, mm-hmm. how to start your business, how he started his business on Crenshaw, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's really weird not to theorize how and why this man died. I don't know what to say. Yeah. yeah. Man. Especially, um, so... One of the biggest things that happened on Twitter that everyone was ranting about was that Nipsey Hussle uh, specifically seemed to randomly get killed in the process of making this documentary about Mm -hmm. Dr. Sebi. Those who don't know, Dr. Sebi was a doctor who claimed to have the cure to AIDS, I believe. Mm -hmm. And almost like cancer and stuff like that. And almost cancer and stuff. And the first person that was trying to work on this information Actually, several people that were working on this information. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prodigy, uh, the rapper, and uh, Mob Deep, and Left Eye Lopez, actually, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. TLC, yep. would actually bring up uh, Dr. Sebi's work. And they, too, have also passed, passed and died. And so now, when someone like Nipsey Hussle is working on this exact same documentary, but also probably on the biggest scale we've ever seen anybody attempt to work on this Dr. Sebi case, that they pass away. Mm-hmm. I've heard from several people that some people don't even believe that doc, you know in the Dr. Sebi thing right uh as far as he him not being able to you know what i mean to cure aids or not cancer being a scientist right right but weird coincidence right mm-hmm. what and now it's really weird cuz now uh, Nick Cannon has talked about yeah. like taking on the finish uh-huh. finishing the documentary and yeah. so now people are like protect Nick Cannon at all costs right mm-hmm. and this i mean at the very bare bare level right as like just being a human who have emotions like that's crazy to think about and that's that's i've been thinking about this um a lot lately right because i called my mom right after like the whole twitter thing that that happened last week so if you guys don't know um so sga passed a bill to pass to to fund tpusa and give them three thousand dollars to bring um, speaker in the TPUSA, um, Turning Point USA is the organization that supposedly um, fight for free speech, and it's like a far right wing conservative type of organization. Mm. And so, um, a student, the very first student, well, the second student to get up to debate, she's a brown woman. Uh, she talked about uh, she's a member of the committee that um, supposed to give out the funding for this type of on campus allocation. And she talked about her experience on this committee, about how this is the first time where all these people came to the committee. Um, she felt like they started recording her, and she felt uncomfortable. 
Uh, she felt co- coerced into voting yes for this bill, so she decided to abstain uh, from this vote. And then after that, many students come after her, showed like debating a negative to show that hey, like this organization is inherently racist, right? Just because nothing has happened on K State campus or the K State chapter of this organization, uh, this organization has been known to temper in student government elections. The YouTubers that they're bringing um, has known to say very hateful things to not only people of color, but left-winging people, LGBT folks, Muslim folks, right? And so, and continue to say how our SGA dollars, right, should not be funding an organization like this. And I brought this up to very, because at a very human level, I talked to my mom about this, right? And so I was very heated that day. And I, and I just went on the Twitter spree of just like my thoughts and my feelings about how I was legitimately scared, right? Like, being a college student on this campus, knowing that we are bringing speakers on this campus who are going to attract a lot of like-minded individuals, right? So at this point, them bringing these YouTubers is a lot bigger than that. It's not necessarily I think that the the, the members of this K-State chapter is, is, is going to do me any harm or say anything, right? But now it's the community members that I'm worried about. Like, I'm mm-hmm. actually afraid. Like, these... Turning Point USA has been known to, they have a website called Professor Watch List, which is for undocumented professors. So if they have ever to do something or if they were to say something that you didn't like, that you can report them. Mm-hmm. So it's a list of undocumented uh, professors that can be reported at any time because they don't like to type of professor that they are. I don't know. And so, and they're known to harass students across multiple campuses. And for us to get up there and debate against this, record it. We're legitimately afraid. And so, and I told my mom about this. And the first thing that she said is like, Michael, I am like, I pray for you every day because I am scared of you. Like for two reasons, because you're black and because you're gay. Like she's legitimately afraid of me just like walking this earth, right? And so to me, things like this, like the Nipsey Hustle situation, uh-huh. like um, like the Turning Point USA situation to me is very simple. Like how how can we do this to other humans, right? Like, for me to be able to walk my, like, this K-State campus and mm-hmm. legitimately, like, be afraid. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is something, this is a realization that has been especially real mm-hmm. for me um, this weekend and this past week is hearing how people talk about me and people sending me screenshots of things that people are saying about me and, like, not just me, but other people who speak out or have spoken out. Mm-hmm is it's terrifying like yeah. it's terrifying that like when you go out to the Aggieville to Aggieville and the different places now you have to you have to be hyper aware of the type of people that are around you you have to be hyper aware of the things that you say the clothes that you wear um the spaces that the space that you occupy and it, it, and, it and it I don't know it's just it's super distracting to like my studies it's super distracting to just trying to embrace the moment of being around my friends and enjoying yeah. the weekend. Um, this weekend, I very I found myself trapped in my room, mm-hmm. um, trying to decompress in whatever way that I thought was you know necessary. I just I yeah. did not have that motivation, and it's just like life is happening around me as I go. Like rejections happening from like internships and um, summer things that I I, I want to do. Yeah. Like graduations around the corner. Like. And life is hitting, but I can't not focus on trying to just advance and like live a regular life because I'm worried about bumping into the wrong person 
or saying the wrong things or offending somebody or yeah. just because of my existence, right? Uh-huh. And it's a very weird place to be, like, yeah. especially when you're in a place like this. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. That's just something I've just been really, like, struggling with lately. Yeah. It's not even just, of course, on the base level of existing, right? But being a black person that tries to change things mm. is something that can make anything really scary, right? So, of course, you being super involved and me yelling at people on Twitter. <laughs> there's there's never, in my mind, there's never a guarantee that something won't happen to me because mm. it happens all the time. So I was actually thinking about this, again, kind of tying it back into Nipsey, how... Um, someone like Nipsey, of course, is doing something in the community that's different, um, that is trying to shake the table a little bit. Mm-hmm. They feel like a target, right? Mm-hmm. And they kind of are a target. And every time someone like that comes around, they die. Right. So it's this weird presence of like, do I do, I do this work? Because yeah. it's better for the people, for myself and my kids and yeah. people around me. Like, is this work worth my life, right? And that's this weird math formula that you try to have to figure out. It's yeah. like, do I do this work because I'm passionate about it and the people around me? But right. is it worth my life? Right. Like, exactly. is it worth my sanity? Uh-huh. Is it worth, like, not being able to walk around, like, carefree and, and, and free of, like, of all of these concerns? Because this is an everyday issue for me. Uh-huh. And, like... It's really hard for me to talk about it without getting emotional because, like, when I got out there on the Senate floor to debate, right, and mm-hmm. when people try to debate back, like, saying that you can, uh, you have to separate the event from the organization. Yeah. In my mind, you cannot do that because it it's very sense. simple of my life. Like, you can scratch all of this bullshit that we're talking about because yeah. it comes down to a life, right? So right. when it comes down to human life, I don't think there should be any debate, right? And yeah. to me, there is no debate. You people who are 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 trying to justify my life mm-hmm. is a lot more harmful and hurt and, and harmful when it comes to and you want to be a social justice person you want to say that you're here for everybody and you you are this leftist social justice yeah warrior but my life don't mean shit to you and uh-huh. everybody who voted yes on that bill friend or not my friend right that shit spoke like it spoke loud yeah. like me leaving that room that's what I that's the message that I got that you don't give a fuck about me mm-hmm. and any of your other fellow senators who got up there and spoke against that bill yeah. because you don't give a fuck about our lives and the, and, and the space that we occupy in this space mm-hmm. I wonder if they even care at this point because of course who what what day was that Friday the campus was a shit show I mean <sighs> be, this one bill but you know, sometimes in and out SJA has always been a shit show. It, it never really was. But it has never, and that's the thing. And so this is another, this is another yeah. thing that I've been thinking about, right? Like, Twitter was a shit show because we brought that shit to Twitter. Yeah. Right. And so normally I'm I'm the type where I wouldn't like normally I wouldn't I wouldn't just I wouldn't just bring that to Twitter. Yeah. But I was especially inspired that day. Yeah. Right. I was really inspired. So I brought it and I didn't expect it. Like when I tweet things, like I really don't expect people to be paying attention to my tweet. Like mm-hmm. I tweet it and then after that it's it's more for me. Like I tweeted to know I got it out there. Mm-hmm. But I like when it's I, it started doing numbers. I didn't expect it to do that. Like, and this is something that I was thinking about today. It's mm-hmm. like, so now it's a, like it's an anti-protest yeah. to like the whole Turning Point USA thing uh, when the never was coming here Friday, April 4th. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, the direct like reaction to my action yeah. is a protest that I have 
know that I did not organize, mm-hmm. that I did not call for. Right. But now it's a protest because students feel this way, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, now I'm thinking to myself, like, am I obligated to be at this protest? Like, do uh, I want to go, go to this protest? Like, and because and the first answer that come to my mind is no. Like, I don't uh-huh. want to be at this protest. Yeah. Quite frankly, I don't want to go to a meeting. Like, I don't want to be a part of any of this. I can't believe he invited us to a meeting. <laughs> so one, we were kind of talking about this on Twitter. And one of the members mentions uh, a couple of us, and he says, "I encourage you to all. I encourage you all to please come to a Turning Point USA meeting. We are not racist. <laughs> we are a nonpartisan group that advocates free speech, free market, and small government. What's inherently racist about that? You know what? I'm gonna tell you. First of all, if you start any type of message to me with we are not racist." <laughs> You're probably doing something wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I just wish people would read sometimes. Yeah. Just research for literally 10 minutes. Like, I'm not sure if he just wants to be lost in the loop or if he wants to be, you know, it's like you're defending something that it's almost like you don't know is wrong sometimes. And the scary part is that. They truly believe that they aren't aren't doing anything wrong, and so for me, the the part that I'm like arguing or debating or yeah. not even or trying to like just think about is like the the sympathizer, right? These racist sympathizers of trying to separate the or, the event from the organization, like just the national organization is racist, yeah. right? So just because the students on K-State campus happen to be a little bit more progressive when it comes to race or like bigotry, yeah. does not mean the organization that you're representing is not racist, right? Oh, yeah. Does not mean the message that you're sharing does not have racist indirect effects on people like us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's not what that means. If I come to your meeting and you don't directly call me a nigga, yeah. That doesn't not make you a racist, yeah. right? But you having a local chapter of a racist organization yeah. makes you racist or bigoted, at least. Maybe not even racist or bigoted, right? Ignorant yeah. to things that affect me mm-hmm. and how it affects me. So that's what I'm talking about when I say that you cannot separate the event from an organization because this organization has been historically known to be racist. Like if you yep. and and that's what I said on Twitter. Like a lot of people did not even know who this organization was, but they took five minutes out of their day to Google did. it. To, to <laughs> I Google surely it. did. And that's what I did on the Sydney floor. I Googled it and I saw the three phase plan to to change the 2020 election. Yeah. Phase one. Give money to student government elections yeah. to fund conservative thinking people so they can defund liberal thinking groups on campus. Yeah. So they get these SGA people elected. They defund or try to defund these different type of liberal groups on campus mm-hmm. so they don't have that type of momentum when it comes to elections. After that, try to get these people involved in their local politics and eventually get these people to run so they can affect the infrastructure of local politics that directly affects the infrastructure of national politics that directly continue to oppress me. That's crazy. Right? So isn't that crazy to think about how this shit is all connected? Yeah. Right? Insane. And it's really not that crazy. Like, this is shit that we know. Like, we know all of this. But we still, it's, it's still people who directly, like, sympathize with this type of behavior because this local chapter hasn't done anything racist or they aren't directly or hasn't been big, like, big or have portrayed like actions of bigotry 
But then they continue to show their ass on Twitter. Man, long story short, they're all Trump advocates. <laughs> long story short, they I'm are. I'm tired. That's all. I, that's one of the only things I needed to know. Hey guys, we're uh, we're all Trump supporters. Okay. But but we're not racist. Okay, I needed that. Yeah. So um, decompress. Let's take a little break. And so, what's what what's coming out this week as far as like movies or like what should we be looking at? It's the same thing that happened last week. Or like, oh, no, so this week actually, I'm actually very excited. Um, this week Shazam comes out. Okay. And I was actually skeptical about this film before. This is uh one of the most recent installments in the DC EU, uh, the DC Extended Cinematic Universe, and um, Shazam is about uh, this little boy who randomly comes into some powers. Sounds really basic from the basic description, but this movie is doing exceptional um, in terms of ratings, actually. Right now it has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, A lot of the critics that I'm into say this is probably the best DC movie they've seen um, since the Dark Knight series. So better than Aquaman, better than Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. It's doing absolutely sensational. And I'm really excited to go see it this week. Uh, something else is coming out this week. Pet Cemetery, a new Stephen King film based off the remake of Pet Cemetery, and this is also doing pretty good, pretty well so far. Uh, Pet Cemetery is doing amazing, and I might go see that the day after I go see Shazam. Uh, so okay. Thursday, Thursday, Friday might be in my plans. Shazam, and then Pet Cemetery. That's what's going on this week in the movie world. Have you seen Dumbo yet? I still haven't seen Dumbo. Uh, okay. I play. I do plan to see it soon. It's not doing as well. Okay. Dumbo's not doing as well critically. Um, it's not doing the utmost, most terrible movie ever, but it's not doing as amazing as Disney would have hoped, which I'm sure is okay for them. Again, since Lion King and Aladdin are coming out, they'll probably be okay. But yeah. For sure. Are you feeling better? Because to me, I feel a lot better. Like I'm, my spirit's still uneasy about Nipsey. True. I'm, I'm really, I really am hurt about Nipsey, man. I am, but this is something f- entirely different. It is like mm-hmm. it's because especially since like I've really woke up with this like don't even know how to explain it other than dark like this very yeah dark energy that's like this this just it's, it it feels like a cloud that's like or a blanket that's uh-huh. more like a blanket that's wrapped around me of not and I not really know how to like get it off me like mm-hmm. of like fear of like just being scared like yeah. I, I don't even know what like what I'm scared of but like. I just want to cry. Like, I just want to, like, just mm-hmm. cry of, like, just this depressed, like, sad energy of, yeah. like, and that's, for anybody that know me, like, that's very opposite energy that I, like, mm-hmm. try to give off. And so I'm just, like, kind of in this place, especially since, like, it seems like I got word again that I got rejected from another summer opportunity. And so now I'm just, like, so now I'm just, like, kind of reinforcing this, like, negative energy yeah. that has kind of plagued my life this morning i don't know what it is yeah but i, I, I i'm trying to shake it in this whole nipsey situation like whew, like it's just and, and seeing twitter like seeing how how like how many people are just hurt yeah and a lot of people don't know how to express their anger or that those feelings and emotions it just yeah. seems like everybody is just in a genuine like consensus of like this um this ambiguous place of like pain. Yeah, it's really crazy to see how different the dynamic on Twitter has changed just after Nipsey. 
So something that was interesting that I always kind of notice is a lot of times black Twitter is all about, oh, black men ain't this, black women ain't this, like back and forth. It's almost like a, I don't know, like a sex battle all the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. But today was like, there were so many black women, like black men, I love you. Black men, we're afraid for you. I have to say I love you today because there's no promise that you'll be here tomorrow type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was really interesting to see that dynamic. And even black men that's like, like telling, talking about Lauren, Lauren yeah. London, oh, and like man. lifting her up. And like, I, I honestly cannot even fathom that. losing the love of your life. So young. Not, not only so young, but in such a manner. I can't imagine the way your kids must feel. And again, hearing one of the kids were there at the barbershop, you're traumatized for life. It, I, I know that hurts, but part of me also think that like he's been prepping her for this moment. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I know that no, you can never does. be prepped. Like, I yeah. know you can never be prepped for loss. Like, no matter how much work that you do, uh-huh. it hits you. It hits you. But I don't know. I can't help, especially since he's been talking about it in his interviews and like yeah. rapping about it, talking about like if I die because of this documentary, like y'all better ride for me. Like if yeah. I die because of this documentary, like you know. So I so because he's been so outward, like spoken about it. Yeah. When he was alive, part of me has like cannot see him like trying to prep her, like mm-hmm. and even his kids for like this moment mm-hmm. if he just when he passed. Yeah. So not saying that they've been expecting this moment, mm-hmm. which I think he has, but like, I don't know. Like it's, I know if a video comes out with Lauren London expressing how she feels, everybody's gonna break down. Yeah. Like we're all gonna be in shambles. Like in my mind, that's the funeral we don't get to go to, is Lauren London speaking. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, everyone's like, we wanna see Lauren speak. I'm, I, I couldn't do it right now. I, don't I think can't, I... it's too early. Because even, like, you probably can tell what I'm talking now. I'm a lot better now. But at the beginning of this conversation, I was on the verge of tears, bro. Yeah. Like, I was, like, because it, it hurts. Like, yeah. I don't know. This is just harmful. Like, it. So, we need to take this Protect Nick Cannon thing seriously. Mm-hmm. I also think someone else we need to protect, Jaden Smith. Because mm. this, everything he's doing with water, water. right now, it's game changing. And that's I think that's another person we need to protect. And it's also really interesting how rappers that don't do anything will always be the rappers to stay alive, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they are in some gang-related stuff, which, of course, Nipsey wasn't anymore. He had mm-hmm. been on Crenshaw for years. Mm-hmm. Of course, he used to be a crip. I'm sure he was done, you know what I mean, actually cripping. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, I don't, I'm not sure how other rappers feel or if they even care that, I know this sounds super, super terrible, but their lives maybe don't mean as much. Like if, if, I, all right, it sounds terrible. Don't get, all right. If Kodak Black was to die today. That's the first person. If Kodak Black was to die today, we'd be sad, but we'd be, we, so we wouldn't be saying tweets like, oh man, we lost a leader today. Oh man, we lost someone who was actually helping empowering the community today. No, we'd be like, dang, we lost Kodak cool this cool kid that was rapping that didn't have you know what i mean to let me draw the boat like (laughs) (laughs) we you know what i mean we we would have just lost and yeah it just it's different to see it's very different and now i feel like you can't count many rappers who are doing things like nipsey is doing Mm -hmm. jay-z you know what i mean jaden smith like you really can't count too many that are doing the work 
Uh, you can't. You really can't. Well, um, any any takes on music? I got I got the songs that I'm thinking. Yeah. That I know them put away. Of course, you're gonna put some Nipsey in there. I have um, to. But I do have to speak to Nipsey's music real quick. If you haven't, go ahead and listen to Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this was the year Nipsey. Nipsey had been nominated for uh, for his first Grammy this year for Best Album of the Year. Uh, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy actually is, is what won over uh, Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. But um, please, if you haven't, please go listen to Victory Lap, Nipsey Hussle. And if you need a secondary tape to listen to right after that, I will go listen to Crenshaw, uh, Nipsey Hussle. Two amazing uh, projects that Nipsey put out. Uh, Victory Lap is officially timeless. Yes. It's officially a classic. Mm-hmm. So go bump that. Bump it for the next week. Bump it for the next month. Bump it over the next year if you need to. As we as we mourn our friend and as we mourn the leader. And especially as this podcast where this episode become like come to a close. We just wanna I just wanna say, especially to my black people out there, like we love y'all. Yeah. And since yesterday was Trans Day of, Remember, of Visibility, trans, especially my black and Latino trans folks, we yeah. see you. We care. You're visible. Uh, we know you exist. I care about you. My black folks, we love you. We're here for you. And hopefully, this is a place for you. And don't forget that y'all are stars. A star